Lord God, that you said you would pour down, that we would not have room enough to receive. So, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you bless every giver, everyone desire to give, Father God. And we pray, God, for an infinite blessing beyond measure, far beyond we can imagine or we can even think, Lord God, according to the power that lies within us. We pray, oh gracious God, that you would just take this and let it be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. One more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 As we've already forestated, we've had we do have some uh, one of our musicians out, and it's that time of year. You know, um, we just have to be <clears throat> be uh, careful. And I do want to say this too. Um, those of you that are uh, uh, not here on Wednesday nights, we uh, it's been a, been a blessing on Wednesday nights. We invite if you're able to, or if your schedule permits you to. To be able to come to be with us that one hour on Wednesdays, it's beginning at seven and ending at eight. Uh, uh, Minister Tom brought an awesome word uh, on Wednesday night, and it was just a very powerful word, Amen. And uh, and Chair Deacon, uh, uh, the week before that, you know, uh, Minister Marcelette, uh, uh, the week before that, she brought an awesome word, and uh, and then Chair Deacon has been bringing a, a word and. Uh, it has been really, really, really a blessing. It really has been a blessing. Um, the Lord has uh, he's, he's spiritually making them spiritual giants in the Word of God. So we're thankful and we are grateful for what we see the Lord doing in them and through them. Amen. Uh, it, it's good when you can see the, uh, the fruit of your labor. Especially when they're uh, going, they're going now deep sea fishing, Minister Melvin. They're going down off in there where they didn't, they didn't left the surface stuff. And, uh, um, oh, instance, uh, uh, which is very proud of uh, Minister Tom. I told him, I said, now next week, you, next time you speak, you better have that same spirit, you know. We told him, said, you had a, a week or two off, so you had some time to spend with God. So, but that was an awesome word that the Lord allowed him to, to bring uh, on Wednesdays and, um, the ministers of the house are doing great things. They are doing great things in the Word of God and spending time in the Word of God. And we're thankful and grateful for them grasping hold and allowing the Holy Spirit to to do what He is doing in them and through them. I guess at this time we're going to get ready to do our streaming live uh, <clears throat> audio video five, four, three, two. One and we are live. We are live. We invite your attention to the book of Ruth. We're in the Old Testament. Um, we give you a moment to get there to the book of Ruth. It's where we want we want to begin uh, uh, this morning. We're going to talk about some things from the book of Ruth. Amen. Ruth, the book of Ruth. Ruth is where we want to, uh, where we want to begin. The book of Ruth is where we're going to start. I want to try to make sure everybody gets there to the book of Ruth. And we thank and praise God for those that are uh, uh, listening to, to um, services and streaming live. And we just praise and we honor God. We thank God for that audience. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for that unseen audience. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for that unseen audience that's there. Amen. So we're thankful and we're grateful that many of the people that are listening 
And uh, rest assured, when we don't uh, stream live, we usually get a telephone call. And we want to know what has happened. <laughs> or why we didn't stream live or there was no sound or some things was going on. So, uh, there was a buzz in the system. They kind of let us know what's going on. So we thank and praise God for for them. Uh, amen. So in, in the book of Ruth is where we're going to begin. We're going to begin uh, our studies this morning. The book of Ruth, the very first chapter. The book of Ruth uh, in chapter number one, Old Testament. Let's pray. Father, we thank you now. We thank you, Father God, for the um, time and the opportunity and the privilege, Lord God, to to disperse your word. We pray, Father God, for your Holy Spirit, that he would just stretch out in me and he would use me for your glory. And, Father God, he will manifest your word. He will make it plain. He will make it clear. And, Father God, he will make it understood by all. And we just thank you for it right now. For, Father God, he is the teacher. And, Father God, I'm just a vessel, Lord God, that's just willing to be used by the teacher, Lord God. And, Father God, we thank you right now. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you would have your way in this word. Allow me to decrease. And, Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will increase, Lord God. And, Father God, they will hear you and not me. And, Father God, we just trust you. We bind up every spirit. Every demonic force, every evil spirit that will try to hinder the word of God from your people. And we thank you for it right now, Father. And we give you praise and we give you glory, God, for all things. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. We'd like to use for a thought this morning, from taken from the book of Ruth. We want to talk about uh, a title of homeland. A homeland. It's our title this morning from the book of Ruth. Using the thought, and keep that in mind, the homeland, because the homeland, it has a purpose, or it has a, a reason behind why God says the homeland. Now, in chapter number one in the book of Ruth, it says, Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there were a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, of Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. Now, there's some things that we have to establish here in this very first verse. It says, there was a famine that came to pass when the judges ruled. Now, when you think about uh, a famine, there was a, a, scarce, a scarcity. In other words, there was a, a lack of. And, and there was not the things that was needed. But sometimes we think that it's the external things that we need that causes the famine. But the external things really doesn't cause the famine. Really the famine is, the famine is within. Amen. So once we understand that, it says when they ruled, so there was a, a, a famine in the land. Now when we look at the word Bethlehem Judah, that means the house of bread. It's ironic to think that we are at a place here um, in the house of bread, uh, Bethlehem of Judah, and there's a famine there in the house of bread. We have, within this temple, is where the, the bread uh, 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 it lies. The bread lies here. And it, a lot of times people would like to move away from or go in another direction 
when it appears to be a famine, but not understanding, it's not an external famine that's causing the problem. It's an internal uh, 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 famine that's causing the problem. Now, watch what happens when they they moved. I mean, they were the man was you know he said he was from Bethlehem of Judea. He he was from the house of bread, but he began to sojourn. Or he began to dwell in the country of Moab. Now. Moab, uh, the meaning of Moab means the seed of the father. Now, we're going spiritual, so you have to, you'll be able to have to be able to grasp this. Moab means the seed of the father. Now, when you think about, well, who is the father? The seed of the father. Now, when you come to understand about how the Moabites came to existence, they came through the, um, Lot, who was, who had uh, children by his uh, daughters, okay? So that was an incestuous spirit. Now keep that in mind. So what's happening now, they leave the house of bread, and this is what so many people do today. They leave the house of bread, and they go sojourn in another place called Moab. Now, Moab is a place of the world. When you begin to understand it's a place of the world, and it will do some things to you. Amen? So when we begin to sojourn, when we begin to uh, 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 live in a place like Moab, in other words, Moab is also like the world. Because, see, there are so many spirits out there in the world. There are incestuous spirits out there in the world. Amen? So they sojourning there. They leave the house of bread. And they show up and they begin to dwell somewhere else because they're thinking they have a lack of. A lot of times people will leave the house of God because they think they're lacking something externally when they don't realize they're lacking something internally. Amen. Now, verse number two in the book of Ruth says, And the name of the man was Emelish, and the name of his wife was Naomi, and the name of his two sons was Milan and Tyon, there were Euphrates, Euphrates of Bethlehem of Judea, and they came into the country of Moab and continued there. Now, there's a lot of stuff right here also in verse number two. So the name of the man was Emelish. Emelish. Now, that name means to be Eli. When you break it down, the beginning part is Eli. The second half of Emelish, um, Molish means counselor. Now, uh, stay with me. So, and the name of the man was Emelish. But what's happening, the meaning of that word means to be lifted up in counsel. To be lifted up in counsel. Eli means to lift up. Melish means counsel. Now, what's going on here? It says the name of his wife is Naomi. Now, Naomi means pleasantness. So, then he talks about his two sons. Uh, his two sons, Malon and Malon. His name means sickness and weakness. Okay, Chilion. His name means destruction and consumption. All right. Now, what does all of that mean? It means that when you leave the house of bread and you begin to dwell in that incestuous uh, uh, spirit, that incestuous place. What happens there is you will find yourself uh, uh, in weakness when you leave the house of bread. You'll find yourself where you have been pleasant before. Now what happens, you're weak. 
And not only are you weak, but the world has consumed everything that you've had. Okay? So, understanding now, he's, he's high in counsel. He's, as long as we're in, in, in Bethlehem of Judea, as long as we're in the house of bread, we can be lifted up in counsel. We'll have knowledge. Okay? But when we move outside of the house of bread, we end up in a place where we are stripped of the things that God has given us, which is that, that knowledge. And, we, and when we don't have the knowledge of God and the wisdom of God, what happens, we become sickly, we become weak, and the world will consume us. Amen? So, but we're thinking about the title. The title is called Homeland. See, Homeland is Bethlehem of Judea. The house of bread. That's our homeland. It, it, it's just like when we think about uh, uh, America and people say this is our homeland. Well, when it comes down to the people of God, the, our homeland is the house of bread. Because that's where we get fed. Amen. It, it's the house of bread. So when they, it's, the Bible says in verse number two, uh, they continued there in the country of, of Moab. They continued there in that incestuous uh, land with those spirits that does nothing but consume the house of bread. Now, we're going to see how it consumes the house of bread. Now, stay with me now. Stay with me. Okay? Now, in verse number three says this. And Emily, um, Naomi's husband died. And she was left and her two sons. Now, whenever we move outside of Bethlehem of Judea, the house of bread, the first thing that died in us is that high knowledge that we have. Y'all catch that? Okay, looking at, looking at verse number three. It says, when Emelish, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Okay. Whenever we leave the house of bread and begin to dwell in the world and get caught up in that incestuous spirit and everything that Satan has out there for us, the first thing that leaves us is that high counsel, that, that high knowledge that you receive from the house of bread. Amen? Because see, now you're no longer in that land of the house of bread. You've gone somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? You're over there, you're sojourning in the world. Okay, so when you sojourn in the world, the first thing you leave is that wisdom and knowledge that God has given unto us. Amen. So then you and you're left with, even though you're supposed to have a pleasant spirit, then you're left with them two sons. They're built. So the word sons there means builder. So you're left with weakness. You're 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 left there with um, uh, a sickness, and you're left there with consumption. Because, see, now you don't have nothing to feed off. Because you, have you ever uh, 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 walked away from God or didn't spend as much time with the Lord as you would normally spend? You, have you ever saw how weak you got? Amen. Spiritually weak. <laughs> yeah. We all know where we are spiritually. Amen. But we also know where we are when, when we are uh, in the presence of God, when we're doing the thing God tells us to do, and we got that knowledge, we get that revelation. But when the revelations of God die on the inside of us, we become sickly. We become uh, weak in the spirit. Amen. Yeah. Even though our flesh might be doing some stuff, the main thing is, is the spirit man. Because without that spirit man, we would never have that, that knowledge that we need. So she's left, and, and, and what was being built is weakness, sickness, and consumption was being built. Now, in verse number four says, and they took them wives of the women of Moabites. Now, 
it connected itself with the things of the world. The Moabites is those that, that ancestral spirit. So what it did, it connected itself with the things of the world. If I can make it that plain. It connected itself with the things of the world. Then it goes on and says, uh, And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Oprah. And the name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelled there about ten years. Now, the, the, the word Oprah there means declining. Okay? Uh, the, the word Ruth there means friendship. Ruth means uh, a friendship and also means to be satisfied. So what happens now, the, the, when we're at a place where we're sick in the spirit, uh, weak in the spirit, uh, we will reach out and, and things will begin to decline. There's a Oprah spirit within us and there's a Ruth spirit that's within us. We're talking spiritually, okay? Now, what happens is that that Oprah spirit, it will begin to decline why will it begin to decline? It will begin to decline because the high knowledge is gone. It's dead. The, the knowledge of God now is dead. So automatically things will begin to decline. You know, amen? But there's a part of in us that will still hold on to God that still has friendship with God. Amen? There's still another part there. Amen? So the, sometimes, that's why a lot of times we, we talk about when we be divided in ourselves. Anybody ever been divided in themselves? You know, one minute you feel like a nut, the next minute you don't, the best way to put it. Amen. That, that's when you're divided within. Amen. You're divided within. Okay. Today I want to be saved. Tomorrow I don't want to be saved. That's that Oprah and Ruth spirit. Amen. One day we want to be friendship. We're going to have friends with God. You know, so we're saying, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God. You know what I'm saying? And the next minute, you know, our friendship is declining. We're no longer excited about the Lord. Amen. So what's happening here? All these things takes place when we leave the house of bread. Think about when we've left God, when we've done some things outside of God's will and how we feel. I mean, we're no longer excited about the Lord. We're no longer ready to do the Lord's work. We're, we're no longer in a place where we're so thankful and we're so grateful about what God is doing. All because we've gotten ourselves caught up in that land. We've been sojourning in the wrong land. Amen. Sojourning in the wrong land. Now, verse number five says, and uh, Milan and Chilion, now they die. Okay? It says, also both of them, and the woman was left of her two sons and, and, and her husband. Whenever you hang out in the world too long, you'll lose everything. Every, everything dies. And the one thing you do not want to, to die is you do not want your spirit man to die. But when you hang out, when you sojourn in, in, in that, that place of ancestral spirits, because see, when Lot slept with his two daughters, now, you know, we think that stuff go on now, but back way back then, they were doing that stuff then too. So, so and that was, a, you, can't, you can't mix blood. Because when you begin to cross blood, you begin to mix blood, what you're going to get, you're going to get some fools in the family. Amen. Yeah, I, I, am I right about it? We're, we're going to get some fools in the family. You don't supposed to be mixing no blood. It's the same way when you begin to, to have, to live for Satan and live for God. You go, you're going to become a fool because you're confused. Like I said, one minute you're like a nut, next minute you know you think you're all right, okay? So, so we, we got to be careful about that mixed blood. We got to be careful about allowing Satan to dwell within our temple and thinking that God's going to dwell in that too. It doesn't work that way. The first thing happens when we leave the house of bread is the Spirit of God take a vacation. 
It, it, just, it, it just moves, okay? He, in other words, he said, well, if that's what you want, I'm going to let you sojourn there. I mean, you, we're going to see something here. It, 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 it kind of blows my mind. They were there at the house of bread, but they left. And they, they, they left because they said there was a famine there. But the famine had nothing really to do with the food. The family, the famine was on the inside. But they up and leave. See, a lot of times we will up and leave the house of, of, of bread. We'll leave God. We'll leave the, 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 the physical sanctuary. We'll leave the spiritual sanctuary. And we'll go chasing after something else. Anybody been chasing lately? You know what I'm saying? You know, thank you, Sister Sandra. She, she nodded ahead. Yeah, yeah. She's being truthful. Amen. 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 It's okay to be truthful. All right. Now, Ruth chapter number one. Now, let's look at verse number six. Okay. Verse number six. It says, then watch what happens now. Somewhere between verse number five and verse number six, she gets a revelation. Okay. That, 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 that spirit that, 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 uh, that's, that's satisfied with relationship with God, having that friendship with God. Verse number six says, then she arose with her daughter-in-law. Well, she is talking about Naomi. You know, she's talking about Naomi meaning pleasantness. Now something happens. That there's a transformation. There's a renewing of the mind that she begins to, to rise up. See, whenever we get in a place where we, we leave God and we, we start journeying in, 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 in the world, there will come a time when the light bulb will come off in our head. It will go off in our head. Because then that's when we will rise from that condition. Verse 6 says, Then she arose with her daughters-in-laws that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had done what? Visited his people and given them what? Bread. Now, she was already there. The whole family was already there. But they left the house of bread. And, they had, and, and whenever you leave the house of bread, automatically you set yourself up for subtraction. <laughs> you will lose. Amen. Automatically, she, things begin to subtract. It, it begins to subtract. So whenever we leave the house of God, we leave the house of bread. When we leave God, things begin to subtract. We begin to lose things. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We begin to lose things. But all of a sudden now, all of a sudden, he, she hears. Now, the Bible says she heard how the Lord had visited his people, and then he says, and giving them bread. So even though there was a famine there, now all of a sudden God said, I, I want to do some great things for you. But he did not allow it not to, lead to, not to get to her ear. She was able to hear that there were some great things going on in Bethlehem of Judea in the house of bread. Great things. Now, verse number 7 in the book of Ruth says, Wherefore... She went forth where? Out of the place where she was. All right. Are y'all that verse number seven? All right. It says, wherefore, she went forth out of a place where she was. In other words, she gets her stuff together. She gets up out of that place where she'd been sojourning and had lost everything. And because she's heard there was great things going on in Bethlehem of Judea where the house of bread is, that all of a sudden now she realizes, I got to get up from here. <laughs> I've lost enough. Amen. If anybody ever been in the world and got, you know, the world will rape us. Y'all know that? The world will rape us. Amen. They'll do that now. Because it, it, it has an appetite too. 
Amen. It has an appetite. And it will rape you. And it won't stop until it gets everything that you have. Okay. Now, she, when she gets to this place, she says, Wherefore she went forth. She, she went forth. Pleasantness. She went forth out of the place she, where she was. And her two daughter-in-laws with her. And they went on their way to return into the land of Judah. Now she wants to go back to the land of celebration. She gets up. And when, the, when there's a transformation or renewing of the mind, something happens on the inside and then joy bells begin to go off. You know, when you come to your, when you come to the knowledge and when you come to the understanding, hey, this is not where I'm supposed to be. When you get that revelation, all of a sudden you jump up, you're excited, and you start running for the house of bread. Amen. You know, you want to spend that time with God. Amen. Because you missed it. Amen. So there she was excited. Now, let's go to, we're still in, in, in uh, Ruth chapter number one. And we're going to look at. Um, we're going to look at verse number 19, okay? We're going to skip over that part where she talks about how she's going to dwell with, with uh, the, the in-laws and all this stuff. We're going to skip over that okay? because we're talking about the homeland, which, and the homeland is Bethlehem, Bethlehem of Judea. The homeland is the house of bread, you know, where you get fed, you know, where you get fed the word, amen, you know, where you get fed. Now, verse number 19, verse number 19 in uh, of the book of Ruth, verse number 19 Chapter number one in the book of Ruth. Now, verse number 19 says, So they too went until they came to Bethlehem. Now, Naomi Pleasantness and, and, and uh, Ruth, uh, which is friendship, uh, now they've come together. You know, they, they have come together. Now, Oprah, which is that declining spirit, now she went back. She, she went back. And she, there's, there's a part of us in, in, our, in, in, our, in our lives that would love to go back. Now, there are some people who will go back on God, amen, and never return. But there's some of us that will be willing, wants to go forward, and we want to go to Bethlehem of Judea, where they're celebrating being in the house of God, amen. Now, it says here, it says, so they too went until they came to Bethlehem. So they too went until... That word until is a powerful word. Until they came to Bethlehem. Now, whenever you're on your way back to the house of bread, you can expect adversity. You can expect Satan to try his best to make sure you don't get back to the house of bread. Amen. He's going to put every, every roadblock there to make sure you don't get back so you can get spiritually fed. Amen. Because he don't want you to get spiritually fed. So they didn't stop until they got to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is the house of bread. So they, they, they didn't let nothing stop them, okay? Now, verse number, uh, yeah, I'm finishing reading the, the latter part of verse number 19 says, And it came to pass when they were come uh, to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them, and they said, is this Naomi? Is when they show up, now it's like this. You know how it, well, all of us, at one point or another, has been out there in the world, and we know how it is when we come back. We especially since we've been out there in the world, we do not look like the person uh, that we left from. Okay. In other words, when we were walking with God, we had a glow. Huh. We, we, we had a praise. We, we had a thanksgiving. We were grateful. 
and it was something about the anointing that was an, that was an aura about us. But now, because she was in, had been sojourning in the world, because that uh, Moab is symbolic of the world, now it, it, it had raped her. She didn't look like the same person. Y'all know how it was when you, when you walked away from God, and you, when, you, when you came back, you're like, is this the same person that left? You have to think about it now. Think about it. But when we, yeah, yeah, that, thank you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Because it will show on us. Amen. We may think it won't show on us, but it will show up. Amen. Because, see, there's nothing about God is not mocked. Whatever man soweth, that shall he going to reap. Amen. So here it is. She goes back to, to, to the house of bread, and they're looking at her. So that meant that when she left from there, there was something about her that gave, that gave notice uh, from everybody else looking at her. Her pleasantness. Because, see, Naomi means pleasantness. It was something about her spirit, okay, that was so beautiful that when she came back, she didn't have that same spirit. And it was noticeable. And they asked the question. They said, is this Naomi? Is this the same person? Okay. And vice versa. You think about before you got saved. Remember how it was before you got saved? You know, and you get saved and you see some old friends. And, and all of a sudden, you know, they look at you and they say, something different about you. So something different about you. See, it's the same thing. It, it, it's the exact same thing. Now, verse number 20 says, And they said unto them, Okay, and she, uh, uh, pleasantness, Naomi. And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, which is mean pleasantness. Call me Myra. Now, Myra means bitterness or uh, uh, discontent, <laughs> uh, worn. It means, uh, it means uh, frail. She said, don't call me pleasantness anymore. She said, just call me bitter. You know, when we, whenever we're bitter, we're discontent. Nothing satisfies. Nothing you can say, nothing you can do. I mean, it, it, nothing satisfies, you know. She says, and she, she gave her own self that name. God didn't give it to her. And she said, call me Myra. Call me uh, uh, bitterness or uh, uh, discontentment. She, she did that, okay? And then the Bible goes on to say, and she said unto them, call me not Naomi, call me Myra, bitterness. For the who almighty have dwelt very what? Bitterly with me. Okay, now. It said the Almighty dealt with her, right? And he dealt with her bitterly. Why? Because she was in the house of bread and left. And whenever you're in the house of bread and you leave God, do you think God's going to skate around and let you have fun and nothing happen to you? Oh, no. It don't work like that. Yeah, It does not work like that. Because she said the Almighty had dealt with her. See, whenever God deals with you, you know when God's dealing with you. You know when he's dealing with you. You know that, you know, and you have, and she testified to the fact that God had dealt bitterly, wasn't, wasn't, you know, he was excited about her returning, but when she came, did come back, what happens is she began to give a testimony about how it is when you leave the house of bread and you sojourn in the world, because he said, she said, God, the Almighty, she knew who had, who had uh, uh, caused everything to be stripped from her. Now, look at that verse number 21. Talking about the homeland now. Look at 21. In verse 21, chapter 1 in the book of Ruth. Verse 21 says, I went out what? Now how in the world do you go out for and it's a famine? 
Think about it. Now, she was full. But she leaves the house of bread. Even though there was a famine in the land, she would see the famine didn't affect her. She was full. But see, because she left and she goes along with, with the other the, the, um, with the high council thinking he's leading her the right way, pleasantness, then they lose everything, you know. But then she says, I went out full. Why would you leave the house of bread when you're full? Think about it. But watch what happens when we leave the house of bread. She says, I went out full and the Lord has brought me what? Home again, what? Empty. She said, I went out full. Huh. Well, who brought her back home? The Lord brought her back home, right? But when he brought her back home, how did he bring her back? Empty. He didn't fill her cup right then. Uh-uh. He let her come back empty. Why? Because she needs to, need to understand and accept the fact what it meant to be full when you're in a house of bread. She needs to understand that. She said, I, want, I mean, it would be different if she said, you know, I, I, I went out half empty or I went out empty or not full. It would be different. But she said, I went out full, blessed. I went out blessed. But when I went out there into that Moab country, that where the incestuous spirit is, she said, by the time the Lord got through with me. See, everything ain't the devil. Everything ain't the devil. Because God is not going to let you take his stuff and enjoy it with Satan. He ain't going to do it. No, sir. Uh-uh. He ain't going to do it. He will strip you down till you have nothing. And then he's gracious enough to bring you back home. But when you come back home, you're going to come back empty. Because you're going to know who gave it to you. Because if he allowed her to come back full, then she'll still be doing the same thing again. So he said, I'm going to bring you back home. I'm going to bring you back to the house of bread. But you're going to come back empty because then the next time you're going to appreciate when I bless you and you're full. Amen. So I mean, I'm, this is an awesome thing. Come out of homeland. Come out of Bethlehem with Judea. And she, oh God, it just, just it, was, it was so awesome. I mean, it blew my mind. I'm like, God, how in the world can you be full and leave the house of bread? How, how is that, God? What, what's wrong with the mind? You know? Yeah, thank you, LJ. Amen. He's, yeah. <laughs> he praising the Lord. Amen. 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 That's the amen corner right there. Amen. Amen. So she says, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me not over? Why call me pleasantness? Seeing, watch this. Seeing the Lord has done what? Testified against me, and the Almighty has done what? Afflicted me. In other words, don't, 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 don't call me Naomi no more. Don't call me pleasantness no more. Because, see, God then brought some afflictions on me because of, of my actions, okay? And because of my actions. Now, let's look at Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Psalms 119. Let's go there for a few minutes talking about Psalms 119. Yeah. Because, see, there's some things that has to happen uh, to us in order for us to appreciate what God is doing. Now, we want to make sure we keep our place in the book of Ruth. Amen. Now, you go to Psalms 119. 
Psalms 119, verse number 67. Now she talked about how the Lord had afflicted her, right? And how the Lord had testified against her. Okay? Now, Psalms uh, 119, verse number 67 says, Before I was afflicted, I did what? I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Before I was afflicted. Before God began to chastise us, then we go astray. And the only way he can get us back to where he wants us to be, he's got to bring some affliction. He's got to bring some affliction. Because the word says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, what? Well, look at that. Now, see, I've that beat down. Now she said, I, 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 uh, now I have kept thy word. And dropping down to verse number uh, 71 in Psalms 119. It says, now watch this. I don't know how many of us will say this, but watch this what David said. And and Psalms 119, verse number 71. Let's read it, y'all. It is good for me that I have been what? Now, how many of us say it's been good that I was afflicted, that God gave me that beat down? Yeah, how many of us say we're thankful for that beat down? He said, it was good. I mean, we felt it, that beating was good. He's a good when it's over. <laughs> it, it was when it's over. It was good when it was over. But here he says, he says, she, David said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn that what? Statues. See, he, he couldn't learn God's word until some affliction, pain. Affliction is nothing but pain and some form of action. He said, but it was good for me to be afflicted. Wow. Okay. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter number 64. Isaiah 64. I think that's where we want to go. Isaiah chapter number 64. Talking about the homeland, Bethlehem of Judea, the house of bread. Isaiah chapter number 64. You can see the famine was on the inside. The famine was really on the inside. Isaiah chapter number 64. And we're going to look at... Verse number 4. Isaiah chapter number 64. Give us time to get there. Isaiah chapter number 64. Because a lot of times we can't see what God has for us because uh, our minds are, are, has not yet been renewed. Let me put it that way. Amen. Because the, the mind cannot see the, what the spirit man has. What God has everything in our spirit man. Isaiah chapter number 64. Uh, beginning at verse number 4. It says, from since the beginning of the what? World. Are we there? Isaiah chapter 64, verse number 4. For since the beginning of the world, men have not what? Heard, nor perceived by the ear, neither have the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what he has what? Prepared for him, that waited for him. You see, he says from the beginning of the world. I mean, from the very beginning. Go, go all the way back to Adam. Because he, he, God had prepared so much. But yet, he could not see it. He could not perceive it. He could not hear it. He could not, he could not uh, 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 understand it within his heart. What God has prepared for him. Most of us don't like to wait. Amen. See, Waiting is like we feel like we got to do something. 
Now, and, and we're living in a society where it's a micro, everything is microwave. Everything is quick. Everything is fast. Nobody really wants to wait. But see, in order for us to, to receive the things that God has prepared for us, we got to learn to wait. We want it right now. We want to be rich right now. We want 15 cars right now. We want 10 houses right now. We want all of this materialistic stuff. When do we want it? We want it right now. We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. But God says it's already been prepared for you. Just don't leave the house of bread. It's already prepared. I mean, just think about it. He's got it prepared. It's already ready. But God has prepared for us. It's ready. But God says sometimes he said, wait. Sometimes his answer is yes. Sometimes his answer is no. And sometimes his answer is wait. And we don't, want, we don't, we don't like the no answer. We don't even like the wait answer. But we love that yes answer. Even though if it's going to be some, bring some harm to us, we want to chase after the yes, okay? But he says now, from the, it's from the beginning of time. That's, that's scary. That means way back yonder, men couldn't perceive it then. So that means if they couldn't perceive it back then, how in the world is man going to perceive it now? It, it, it's the same thing. We still don't want wait, wait. Now, let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2. It deals a, li a little bit more about... The perception, you know, with that, as far as mankind, you know, what he cannot perceive or understand or comprehend that God has for him. First Corinthians chapter number two. We'll wait a few minutes and we'll be there. First Corinthians chapter two. Are we there? All right. Now, looking at verse number nine. Verse number nine says, but as it is written. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man. Look at this. The what? Things which God has prepared for them that what? Love him. See, before it was a wait situation. Now, when we're entering in now, he's, he's saying the same thing. You know, that, that vision. We, we can't even imagine in our minds or even... Uh, to, to discern and noises in our hearts, the understanding in our heart, the things that God has prepared for us for those who love Him. See, we've got to love God with all of our heart. We've got to love Him with all of our mind, our soul, and our spirit. We've got to love Him. You know, He's got some things prepared, but see, He can't give us those things that He has already prepared for us because some of us, we'd hurt ourselves. Amen. You let somebody get a million dollars. Don't look at me, maybe a hundred thousand. We hurt ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We we hurt ourselves. Well, we really but see God got so much prepared for his people. If we love him, God said, I got some stuff prepared. It's a, the things. Things that God has prepared for you. And then verse number ten says, But God has revealed them to us. Unto us by his what? His spirit. See, God will reveal to us the things that he has for us by his spirit. Then it goes on to say, For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11 says, 
For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. You see, the, the, the natural man, let me finish reading these verses because then we'll get a greater understanding. Verse number 12 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are what? Freely given to us of God. I mean, he freely gives us these things, but we can't grasp it because we're operating out of our mind, the mind mentality, rather than out of our spirit man. See, I shared this on Wednesday night. Everything that God has for us, everything that's uh, whoever we are, whoever we're going to be, whatever our past, our past, our present, and our future, all that is housed in our spirit man. But the problem is the mind, this old earthly mind, cannot comprehend what the spirit man is housing. That's why we don't reach uh, the destiny that God has for us. Because there's no way for the mind to understand spiritual things. There's no way for the mind to understand that God has placed everything of who we are, what we're going to become, what our destiny is, everything we're going to possess in, on this earth. He has possessed it in our spirit man. But the, that's why the mind has to be renewed. Because the mind cannot grasp what God has placed on the inside. That's why sometimes we're, we're at the point, well, I, 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 th those people are better than me, or we're at the point of, you know, I... I'm nobody, or, or, or I don't amount up. That, that's the mind talking. See, that's, that, that's the mind talking. See, when we tap into the spirit man and understand what God says about us, then we can't allow the, 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 the natural man, because the word talks about that, it can't even begin to understand the spirit man. So why do we operate in, 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 in the natural man? Well, let's read that verse. Verse number 13 says, Which things also we spake, not in the words which make, which man's wisdom teaches, look at this, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14, key verse. But the what, what kind of man? But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. There is no way the natural man can receive the, spirit, the spiritual things from God. It can't comprehend it. The, 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 the mind cannot, because see, the mind is just a vehicle. See, it cannot comprehend the things that God has for because it don't understand spirit. It, there's no way. That's why it has to be renewed. Now, when we continue to, to look at this, he says, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom does what? Man's wisdom do some teaching. Okay, it's man's wisdom. But it's not the Holy Ghost teaching. So you got to know the difference. Because it says, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. 14. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. There's no way for the natural man to receive uh, the things of God. There's no way. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are what? The only way you can understand and know what God has for you, you got to spiritually discern it. You, it has to be discerned through the Spirit. That's why so many people miss the boat. Because they don't, they're, they're not able to discern what the Spirit has given unto us. The Spirit of God. This, 
All of us, God has given us an equal, God is an equal opportunity God. He gives us all a full plate. And it's up to us what we do with that plate. We can allow it to be subtracted, or we can ask him, let it be an addition added to it. Now, let's go back to the book of Ruth, and, and we're, we're just about finished. Going back to uh, Ruth chapter number one. Remember now, we're talking about the homeland. We're talking about the Bethlehem of Judah, the house of bread. You know, she, she, she comes back. That, that, that she comes back with a mindset. She's discontented because she lost everything. She went out full. She come back empty, okay? Uh, uh, Ruth chapter number one. And now looking at verse number, uh, verse number 22, it says, now watch, watch, watch the grace of God. Watch the grace of God. Uh, verse number 22 says, so Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabites, her daughter-in-law with her, which returned out of the country of Moab. In other words, she left that incestuous country. She, she left that place. She left the world. And they came to Bethlehem, the house of bread, in the what? Beginning of what? Barley harvest. What's, what are you saying, God? God says, when we return from that place that we've so joined in, and when he brings us back empty, what he does, he has a set time when he brings us back. He brought her back in the beginning of the barley. That last word is what? Harvest. In other words, anytime anything is at the beginning, that means there's more yet to come. There's more yet to come. So just thank God that even though I may have worn out full and I come back empty, but the, the seasoning what God has brought me to now is at the very beginning. That means I'm going to get it all back. <laughs> I'm going to get it all back. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We just thank and praise God for the homeland. Going to get it all back. Might have worn out full. Was stupid going out full. End up, let the world rape me, came back empty. But the, by the grace of God, he bring me back at the beginning. We're going to get it all back. All back at the beginning of the barley harvest. It's harvesting time. I mean, it's reaping time. It, was, it wasn't a time of sowing. You know, it was, he brought them back by a time of reaping. That means you're going to gather in. And so, uh, praise God. We, and if God's will, we'll, we'll continue. And I, I, I'm, I'm excited about the book of Ruth here. I'm excited about what the Lord is showing and revealing. So we're just going to see what, what, does God, what is God going to say next. Amen. So once more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen, amen. We thank God and we praise the Lord for your uh, attention. Did anybody learn anything besides me today? Amen, amen.